This is Decision Point, Age into New Norms, a long-term care podcast from Horn Healthcare. Hello, I am Barry Plunkett with Horn Healthcare. We are glad to have you join us for this fifth episode of our podcast series created specifically for owners and operators of long-term care facilities. COVID-19 has certainly turned our world upside down in so many ways, and the healthcare sector has had to rethink the way they do business. This has been particularly true in the long-term care facilities where virtuality has become routine. As the healthcare sector ramped up to allow their operations to manage the influx of patients and residents, there had to be many network system changes and more access to the networks allowing the possibility of greater vulnerability to cyber attacks. Cyber criminals are already targeting healthcare organizations, which can adversely impact healthcare information technology, medical communications, and patient and resident safety. COVID-19 has provided the perfect storm, putting your organization at cyber risk. Pretty scary. What can we do? Several years ago, Horn realized the importance of securing technological environments and created its cyber security division. To help us better understand how to be proactive in creating a secure environment, we have invited Ryan Wallace to join us. Ryan specializes in cybersecurity risk-related assurance services providing analytical expertise regarding policy design and implementation, as well as IT compliance. He is a certified information systems auditor and is certified in risk and information systems control. Welcome, Ryan, and thank you for being with us and sharing some information that I know our listeners are eager to hear. Thank you, Barry. Glad to be here, and I think we can help our listeners have a better understanding of the problems we're facing. Uh, Plus, they may learn a few things they can do to reduce risk, which is always a step in the right direction. All right. So what are some of the reasons we've experienced these increased risks during the pandemic? Great question. So from an emotional perspective, the pandemic brought about a sudden remote workforce and with it, you know, heightened environment, anxiety and fear, especially during the early months of lockdown. So this really created a ripe environment for bad actors, especially with phishing attempts. And, you know, some of the studies we've seen showed attacks increased around 350% during that time. Uh, From a technology perspective, many companies weren't ready for the challenges of securing a remote workforce. From an infrastructure standpoint and from a user security awareness standpoint, uh, companies understandably were focused on efficiency, but some at the cost of resiliency, which led to many attacks and breaches. And in fact, OCR reported more than a 50% increase uh, from the prior year in their breaches. So what activities should we be on the lookout for and how can they negatively impact our IT networks? Yeah, great question. So as with most things, cybersecurity, it all starts with your people and processes, right? Um, So specifically, some things we've seen are, you know, phishing attempts. Uh, So attempting to gain credentials, access to a network or a system really do prey upon our fears and our sense of urgency, both of which have increased, you know, during the pandemic. 
Um, so, you know, on a, on a related note, once a bad actor's gained access to your data, uh, ransomware is also in place. So that's something else to be on the lookout for. So what can an organization do to help ensure the security of their network? There's several key areas that we typically highlight and make recommendations around. Uh, here are five that, that your organization should consider. Uh, first being uh, IT policies and procedures. So although you're, you should be flexible when it comes to changing your policy, you know, to adjust exceptional circumstances such as COVID-19 pandemic, uh, it's important to track those exceptions or modifications, right, during any, any crisis so that you can guide that, uh, your organization back to a normalcy or, you know, in, in, the, in our case today, the new normal uh, once the crisis is over and inform that continuous improvement process. Uh, here's some elements to consider when you modify your policies. Uh, make sure you collaborate with emergency management, uh, your legal, your compliance, IT, and related stakeholders. Uh, consider new regulatory obligations and enforcement. Um, I know for a fact uh, HIPAA privacy changes are coming down the line. We can expect that within the next few months, I would imagine, um, seeing those. Uh, review and update those policies. So, you know, remote work, access control policies acceptable use policy, your password, multi-factor authentication, uh, how you govern your identity. Um, consider policies that allow collaboration with your external third parties to improve your operations, right? So if you've uh, seen a need for more reliance on those third parties or external you know, parties communications, uh, make sure that you update your policies so that your employees are aware of what the new normal is. Uh, you want to document any kind of changes to your security assessment so that you can revert those after the crisis uh, as needed, uh, allowing for temporary or permanent deployment of file sharing technologies, right? Uh, tracking, considering um, how security should be assessed for those, uh, augmenting your IT or cybersecurity staff, uh, updating your policy around volunteers or temporary staff, uh, your physical security of your IT or mitigating controls. Um, updating policies and then securely activating, deactivating locations to support your operations. Uh, so that's that's one you know areas the policies and procedures. The next one would be around vendor management. Um, so you know we always recommend a top-down vendor uh, risk management by your security procurement teams um, for every vendor really that connects to your network or has access to your data. Uh, so that would include any kind of service providers. Um, you know, shadow IT, which is just a fancy word we say for, you know, unapproved uh, IT services that are used in your operations um, and really around your bring your own device architecture. Uh, review your third party agreements. So look at your SLAs with your IT providers, make sure that uh, current requirements are met and that uh, there's acceptable, you know, liability provisions in place. Uh, conduct cybersecurity audits and establish those ongoing audit requirements for parties with authorized access to your networks, right? Uh, for example, you know, we recommend uh, SOC reports, uh, information security questionnaires, any sort of uh, documentation or process you can uh, get your hands on to assess your vendors. So that's the second area. The third would be uh, network security assessments. Uh, really two types of categories there. The first is uh, vulnerability scans. So those really provide your organization with information about known security weakness in, in your environment and direction on how to mitigate those issues before they can be exploited. The second, which is not 
uh, as common, but it's something we do highly recommend is uh, penetration testing. So that really strengthens your cyber resilience by uncovering vulnerabilities that are specific to your organization uh, by mimicking attacks uh, from threat actors. And in fact, our Horn Cyber team is, is very specialized in this advanced type of work. The fourth category would be around social media vulnerability. Uh, social media has really allowed scamming to reach new heights because you know, people are more willing to, than ever to share that personal information about themselves on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. And that includes their employers, right? Um, and social media platforms really encourage high levels of assumed trust. So, you know, making sure there's strict policies in place for your company, uh, such as a social media policy and signed acknowledgements from your employees for, for reading that policy and acknowledgement, um, as well as regular awareness training that can really help combat those risks. And then lastly, uh, staff education. So the tendency to focus on preventive measures like awareness training, uh, they can really kind of go down and deteriorate after a crisis is over or you know reached uh, a lower level. And we've seen that happen, right? Um, so online crimes reported to the FBI increased nearly 400% uh, since the onset of the pandemic. Uh, since companies have limited to no control over their workers' home environment, social engineering is still a very effective tactic especially against workers that are distracted and vulnerable, right? The behaviors of your employees and your clients' employees can have as much an impact on your security as your technical controls can. Um, so if you're consistently providing those bulletins and training to your team, which you should be, uh, consider engaging a third-party security awareness training uh, solution or um, you know, even a service that can really help break that monotony and make sure that you're continuing to increase your resilience. You know, there's a saying out there is what you don't know can hurt you. Well, that's not the case with your IT, because for most of us, we are not knowledgeable about all the ins and outs and the possibilities. So what you've shared with us so far today has really been helpful. And I know our listeners appreciate it. But if they have questions and they still need some more answers, how can they contact you? Sure. Um, the easiest way to reach me is through email. So ryan.wallace at horncyber.com. Or you can give me a call on my office phone, 601-326-1279. Great. Thanks, Ryan. And again, today, our guest was Ryan Wallace with Horn Cyber. Thank you for sharing this information and scaring us a bit. My pleasure, Barry. I hope it was helpful. And I hope, you know, your organizations can think through this information, what changes or enhancements they make. It was helpful. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us for another episode of Decision Point, Age into New Norms, a podcast created for long-term care owners and operators. If you should have suggestions for future podcasts that may provide expert answers and insights for your organization, please email us at horn.healthcare at hornllp.com. I'm Barry Plunkett with Horn, and we look forward to talking with you again on our next episode of Decision Point, Age into New Norms. Thank you for listening to Decision Point, Age into New Norms, a podcast from Horn Healthcare. Decision Point is produced by Horn LLP. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. To learn more about Horn, visit hornllp.com.